So, Julie, in today's podcast, we're going to welcome Patty Brennan, and the topic is really interesting to me. It's helping to how to help clients age with dignity. I don't know about you, Julie, but how many conversations do we have uh, when we're with clients, with advisors, where you know the conversation goes well past the money? It goes well past the financial part of the client's life, and we talk about values, and we talk about plans, and we talk about really relationships. And uh, navigating those relationships can be tricky. And so that's why I'm, I'm really looking forward to what Patty has to share with our listeners. I agree, John. I know in my own life, my grandmother passed away just about a year ago to the day. And we unfortunately didn't engage with some of these conversations. And I certainly wish we had. And it, it made for her last few days, uh, it, it, some challenges in the last few days. So excited to hear Patty's best practices. And shall we go talk to Patty? Absolutely. Hi, I'm John. And I'm Julie. We're the hosts of the Hartford Fund's Human-Centric Investing Podcast. Every other week, we're talking with inspiring thought leaders to hear their best ideas for how you can transform your relationships with your clients. Let's go. Well, we're excited to welcome to the podcast, Patty Brennan. Patty is a graduate of Georgetown University. She's a certified financial planner and CEO of Key Financial Incorporated. Patty not only provides comprehensive wealth management, she and her team create integrated strategies that are unique for each client. Patty's not just a number cruncher, she has the ability to see the impact of small details in the big picture. And she's known for communicating complex financial concepts in simple, meaningful terms. Patty's consistently ranked year after year as one of America's top financial advisors. As a wife and mother of four children, Patty's learned to balance the most important job in the world with the needs of a growing company. Her husband, Ed, also owns a business, so their children have a real understanding of what it means to be an entrepreneur. Patty is a believer in giving back and currently resides on the boards of the Brandywine Valley YMCA, Cuddle My Kids, Royal, Royal Alliance Academy, and eMoney Advisory. Patty has served the community over the years in a variety of ways, including the Chester County Hospital's main board and former chairwoman of the Retirement Plan Committee, the Chester County Hospital Foundation's Investment Committee, the Chester County Economic Development Council, Southeastern Pennsylvania Development Council, and the Royal Alliance Advisory Board as a former chairwoman. Her favorite positions included her work at St. Agnes as a kindergarten CCD teacher, and a field hockey and lacrosse coach. Patty, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, John. And thanks to all of you who are tuned in today. We're really looking forward to presenting this information for all of you. Well, Patty, I think this is going to be a very uh, interesting topic. And I know that you've spent a lot of time uh, cultivating your approach around how to help your clients age with dignity but more specifically, opening up communication lines and the transparency within a family. I know oftentimes, and I'm sure those listening today can relate to this, that clients sometimes feel like they're a burden to their adult children. You know, what happens if they get sick? How will their children uh, face that reality? And, and I, I know that you've spent much time with multi-generations of your clients engaging in these deep and meaningful conversations. But I think we should kick it off today by, by the, the tough part of this. How do you start these conversations? Obviously, they're very nuanced. They're very delicate, very emotional. 
How have you found the best way to approach this with your clients and their adult children? And, and what best practices can you share with us today? It's, it's a, all of this is, it's a really good question. You know, I often talk about retirement planning and financial planning in general, as it's not just about money. It's about the relationships. It's about having them retire with that feeling of independence, not just financial independence, but that, that dignity that we all feel when we've got things organized and in control. And for me, I try to you know, kind of set them up and, and go through the different kind of fire drills. Uh, if it's a husband and wife, um, you know, if something happened to, you know, if one of you died and the other person is sick, you know, who would you call? Would you call the kids? Would you call a neighbor? Just kind of get a feel and begin opening up those family dynamics with the idea of we just would want to know so that we could make those phone calls on your behalf as well. Um, I think, you know, if it's the parent, you know, to, to your point, parents don't want their kids to worry. They don't want to be a burden. But I will tell you, the kids worry anyway. You know, they're not, they're, they're seeing things they're seeing mom and dad begin to, you know, get slower, um, maybe lose a little bit of their cognitive um, sharpness, things of that nature. And so they're going to worry. And so the more that you can have an open dialogue about these issues, the better, because you worry about things that you don't know whether let's, I mean, I'm, this is me. I don't want to create a problem that doesn't exist. Right. So if mom and dad are okay, that's great. If they're not, well, what are you going to do to what? What's Plan B? Who, who, who would you call? What would you want them? What, what would you, what would you want them to do? What are you comfortable with? You know, because they may not want the kids to help them. So those are the begin beginnings of the conversations. When it comes to the kids themselves, we had a meeting yesterday. Um, you know, a couple that was they were in their early sixties parents were still alive. And there was something that they said in the meeting. And just intuitively, I just sort of picked up on and I said, well, tell me more about your parents. You know, do you worry about them? Uh, and that's when they opened up and said, well, we, we, we don't know. We don't know if we should be worried about them. And we don't know if they're going to need our help financially or otherwise in the future. They just had no idea. And so that opened up a different conversation um, in terms of, first of all, acknowledging, yeah, it's kind of a glitchy topic. Uh, you know, some parents don't, they don't want to share. They're, you know, many are in from the older generation and it's none of, it's none of your business. Um, and so, you know, to begin to at least share and say the, the reason I, I don't, I'm not trying to be grabby, you know, mom or dad or both. We're not trying, we're just asking, you know, in the event that you might need some help, um, you, you might be perfectly fine and you might have, you know, a lot of money. There are some practical considerations though. If you were to get sick, who's got power of attorney? What bills do you have? How much of it is automated? What are your passwords and, and uh, usernames and what, where do you do your banking? Just because we want to help. We want to make this as easy and seamless as possible so that, you know, you don't get behind on certain things. So it's always that, you know, as long as we approach these with that framework of 
helping, wanting to make their lives easier. And you're not being nosy. You just want to, you just, in the event that there is a need, you want to know where to go. Does that make sense? Patty, how, how often do you use stories in conjunction with trying to get someone to identify some of these issues? I, I always laugh and, and share with my team that sometimes when we're talking about the issues related to longevity and aging, we'll actually lead off the workshop by saying, look, this may or may not be you, but it might be a loved one, could be a parent or a sibling that may need to, of course, it's not me, right? But I've got a friend who probably ought to pay attention to this. But as an advisor, do you often use stories about maybe people who hadn't thought about some of these practical issues and kind of the bind that they felt that find them, found themselves in? Absolutely. And to be perfectly transparent, some of them aren't even my stories, right? I'll hear a story from somebody else and I'll preface it by saying I had a colleague who blank, 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 because the, it is the stories that resonate with people. In fact, we were talking beforehand and you were talking about the FAFSA forms, uh, you know, in, in, and what that felt like when you realized that your daughter was going to see all of the data regarding income, net worth on her FAFSA form. And I thought it was interesting. I thought you articulated it so perfectly in terms of, you know, for some people, that's perfectly fine. For others, it may make them feel uncomfortable, cornered, et cetera. So to even start out with a story like that and to say, the goal here is not to, I don't want to make you feel that way. We're just really want to help. And I don't, you know, so it's stories are everything. It really helps. Yeah. I, I, I had mentioned that, uh, you know, in, in having to fill out FAFSAs for college scholarships and things like that, we never made money a big point of discussion in our family. And yet here we were, it was kind of a surprise to me. You're laying it bare in front of your children because they're the ones submitting the form. And Patty, I think what I mentioned to you is it kind of cornered me, right? It's something I hadn't planned to talk about, right? We never really sat down to talk about it. But then Julie shared as well that that led to some new conversations when she as a student experienced the same thing uh, of getting to share with her parents about things that we might never have shared about. But I wonder if that FAFSA form wasn't there at the time, uh, would we have waited until my 70s or 80s to have those conversations? You know, what's also interesting about that is that there are some unintended benefits to having the conversations a little bit earlier. For example, true story, I we were doing some estate planning and I was talking with my son because we wanted him to be a co-trustee in the event that something happened to, to one of us. And I was showing him the drawer of where I keep statements and things of that nature. and he looked at something that I had prepared like 30 years ago, and then I showed him something that I prepared. And he, ba he basically looked at me and said, how did you do all this? Like, here's a young man with a young family. And he said, how did you really do this? And it really, it was a rich conversation of, believe me, we didn't have the money either. We started with nothing. I was living on a home equity line of credit to pay our mortgage. Like talk about feeling some shame. Here I am a financial planner and I'm using debt to pay debt. Not a good strategy, by the way. And so to share that with him and to say, we started off with $25 a month 
And then we bumped it to 100. And that was the first thing. I never had a budget. We never did any of that stuff. But we just automated everything so that I didn't have to think about it. I couldn't think about it. And here we are today. And so that, sh- that, that conversation of, by the way, you're named in this document, led to a very rich conversation in terms of how to build his own net worth. That's a great story, Patty, and I think is so powerful. And, and you're right, sometimes those situations that we don't necessarily expect to turn into the deeper, richer conversations really do. I'm curious, what, what shape or, or vision or image do the conversations that you're helping facilitate amongst multiple generations of families look like? Are they usually more of a one-on-one with either the, the, par- the parent or the adult child? Is it bringing the whole family together to have this? What do, what do some of those look like just for those financial professionals that maybe haven't engaged in this type of conversation so they can begin to wrap their minds around some of the different uh, templates that uh, you've taken during these conversations? It's, it's usually a one-on-one conversation, either with the, the adult child or the parent. It's one or the other, not typically both. Um, I, I'm always cognizant of the fact that, that, that a lot of times people will do more to avoid pain than to get something good, right? So you kind of got to put the fear of God in them a little bit. And, I, and I'm sorry to have to say that, but sometimes that's the only time you can generate action. So to think about the unintended consequences of this privacy uh, and this desire to maintain and keep it all close to the vest, both for the parent as well as the child. For the parent, if I'm talking to mom and dad, I'm saying, you know, I understand that this is something that is important to you, that it's private, and I, I, I respect that completely. And I'm also wondering if there's a way that you could set it up so that if something if you needed something that you could make it really seamless for whoever it might be that could be stepping in to help you in that time of need. Unfortunately, there is going to be that time. There's going to be this time, if I'm sitting with a couple, when we're, I'm sitting at this conference table with one of you. That's when this stuff really matters. And the more that we can involve your, your family, your children, to do the things that you may not be able to do anymore, the better. Make it easier. Because I've seen a lot of situations where <clears throat> they didn't want to involve anybody. And then they got hit with one of these lottery schemes. And $200,000 later, they're wiring money out to somebody with, you know, because of a fraud or Amazon, that's the latest one, you know, the the security department from Amazon calls mom and dad. And when somehow they get access to the bank accounts and, and hundreds and thousands of dollars get sucked right out of the account. Like these are the stories. They are true stories. They can happen to anybody. And as we know, you know, a cognitive decline doesn't happen like people don't fall off a cliff and then not recognize their family. They have good days and they have bad days. And that's when they become that much more vulnerable. If it's mom and dad, just say, I don't want you to lose everything because of some crook. So let's figure out some, you know, uh, some, some strategies to make sure that doesn't happen to you. Patty, I want to throw you a bit of a curveball, if I can, kind of change the narrative a little bit, because I think what we're what we generally imagine is a relationship where 
it would be better off if we got uh, mom and, and daughter, mom and son, dad and son, get the family together to help one another. But one of the more painful conversations I remember is an advisor who said, I have this client and she's widowed, she's, but she has children and her one son is going to bleed her dry, right? Just keeps asking for more money and more money and more money. And as a mother, she's finding it really difficult to say no. As a financial professional, do you have a role in that, in that conversation? What would you do if, if the woman knew that it wasn't going to be good for her, but just had a lot of trouble saying no to her son? And the advisor looked at the son and, and realized that he was kind of being abusive in terms of the requests that he was making. Are there any guardrails you put in place for clients? I would just give it to them real. I mean, it literally, this is our job to protect our clients from, you know, that kind of elder abuse. And it is a form of abuse and call it what it is. Now, it's uncomfortable for the parent. I would basically say to the mom, make me the bad, bad guy. Blame it on me. Okay. And say, you cannot do that anymore. And if it's too difficult for you to do that, let's, yank the money out of the bank account, we'll put it in the brokerage account, then they can't, then, then they can't come to you. You can basically look them in the eyes and say, I'm sorry, son, I have $2,000 because that's all you'll have. And frankly, that's all you'll have left if this keeps up. So what can I do to make it easier for you to say no? And then if I have the opportunity to talk with the son, I would say, hey, listen, I'm on to you. And I have a fiduciary obligation to your mom, as well as the regulatory authorities. And they don't like this stuff. So you, it's really important that you're going to find another source of capital because, you know, we're turning off this tap. I think what you said is right. I think being straightforward as you can, regardless of who likes it, we have an obligation uh, to represent our clients. And so, no, thanks for that answer. I think it's a, a valuable one. It's really where the relationship comes in. And, and everybody listening to this show today, you're listening because you, you care about your clients and you want to learn more. And when, when you come from a place like that, I already know you're a great advisor. Your clients are going to appreciate that. They're going to appreciate the fact that you've got their backs, no matter who, if, who might be involved. It sounds, Patty, like the the foundation of this is just being willing to have that, what I like to call a courageous conversation sometimes with clients and be open and honest and, and give that feedback. And, and I'm, I'm sure that that just builds such trusted relationships over multiple generations of, of families. I'm curious before we wrap up, have you found that engaging in these conversations, either with the the adult children that are your clients uh, or vice versa, have you have, have one generation or the other consolidated assets with you as well after you've taken the time to help go through these really special conversations with the family? Yes, I, I would say it's one of, again, the unattended benefit, nothing I, I really intend. Um, and usually that conversation goes something like, you've taken such great care of my parents. And as we get into our 50s and our 60s and our 70s, we'd like to maintain, have a relationship with, with you as well. So it's just, you know, it is, it's just, it's one thing to be, it's one thing to tell prospects what you do. 
Uh, it's one thing to tell clients what you do. It's quite another for them to experience it. And then when they get to get to see how you've taken care of another member of the family, there's that warm and fuzzy, that level of confidence that they have just going into the relationship. So yes, that's definitely happened. Well, Patty, a couple of tips as we close today's podcast for, for our listeners who have not yet checked out uh, our Hartford Funds material around a topic called Your Money Story. There's some real good practical tools that you can use to begin to understand the family dynamics. And secondly, I want to make sure everybody knows, Patty, that you yourself have your own podcast called The Patty Brennan Show. And uh, if you're looking for that, you can look at, at keyfinancial.com slash podcast. Um, and you'll be able to find episodes. I know oftentimes advisors and financial professionals love to hear from other financial professionals and uh, want to make sure everybody knows about your podcast. And Patty, just on our behalf, thanks for joining us today with your insight as always. So always good to work with you. Thank you both also for your time. I've loved this. Um, you, you're, you know, you these topics are so important because you know, it's not, it's not what you're going to hear on CNBC, that's for sure, right? Thanks to both of you. Thanks to all of you who are listening today. And I hope you all have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Hartford Funds Human-Centric Investing Podcast. If you'd like to tune in for more episodes, don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on LinkedIn, Twitter, or YouTube. And if you'd like to be a guest and share your best ideas for transforming client relationships, email us at guestbooking at hartfordfunds.com. We'd love to hear from you. Talk to you soon.